đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you and welcome to this week episode sold of Team Cat Home My Radio today. 70th, this is the 70th episode, guys. Give us a round of applause for 70th episode on season 2, by the way. I know it's weird, but that's how, we're not going to start new episodes. We're just going to go on to more level and it'll be more easier. Came back from the uh, count from the uh, convention and it is the best day ever. You guys can check it out on my uh, on my Instagram page as well. And it was a fairly... I want to talk a little bit more about the convention just now. Um, right now. Um, my opinion is, would I go there again? The answer is, why not? I'll go there again. I'll do it. It's pretty fun to go... It's pretty fun. Very enjoyable. And I feel like it's, it's the best place you can go to. The hotel was a little bit... Um, time-consuming, but, you know, it's, it's, everything has to be consuming anyway, so you're going to have to deal with it nonetheless. Um, I'm not going to tell you what's going on, what's going to happen, what happened in the convention. I'm not going to tell you that, because, well, I don't want to tell you that, so. You guys can judge for yourself. <laughs> so, obviously, so, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in there. I'm not going to tell you about it, because there's plenty of stories I can... That somebody can tell, they can tell you guys. And as you may know, um, there was an incident that happened today. Um, so, Chris Rocker, what would happen to him? He got slapped in the face by Will Smith. He later apologized. So, but that's not the news. I'm, but that's not what the news I'm talking about today. Because this is something I don't really talk about because it's not part of my news. So we're going to go talking something about politics in Hong Kong, because why not? Everything has to be so dang polarizing. Why is it polarizing? Because it is always polarized. So why why would I, some people would tell me why would you make news about Hong Kong nonetheless. But because I love you guys, and people don't really report, people in America don't really like to report them that much than usually the normal average Americans do. If you're a big news reader like I am, you definitely want to hear. The news that you guys can check out is Hong Kong Free Press. Probably one, probably one of the most transparent news you can ever think of. I recommend reading it. So, you guys can check it out um, on Hong Kong Free Press. It's on. I'm usually on social media every day. So, I'll be posting that on my stories mostly daily. And I also want to thank everyone for being at the convention. We have 23 delegates that came to the convention. Think about that. How many people that is? It's quite a lot. So let's get on to the news. I'm not wasting my time today. So what do we have for today? Well, we might as well go into order, I guess, if we, if we can do that, shall we? So 
After jail time and deportation from Hong Kong, from Hong Kong, U.S. lawyer Samuel Bickett most appealed to top court. An American lawyer who was deported from Hong Kong after serving time in prison for assaulting a police officer in 2019 has said he intended to challenge his conviction up until the court of final appeals. He has maintained his innocence and said the persecution was politically motivated. Like everything should be, always politically motivated. Speaking from his sibling's home in Washington, D.C., Samuel Bickett, a former compliance lawyer, shared with Hong Kong Free Press how he was deported and his plan of moving forward. Bickett, who moved to Hong Kong in 2013 and last worked at the Bank of America, was convicted on June 2021 of assaulting a police officer then jailed. His trial and conviction attracted international media attention. The confrontation between Bickett and senior constable Yu, Yu Shu Sang, part of which was recorded on a video, occurred in Cosway Bay and MTR station on December 7, 2019, towards the end of the protest and unrest at Rock Hong Kong that year. At the time, public anger toward the police was relatively high, and about the city's 30,000 police officers were allowed to carry retracting batons during an off-duty hour to protect themselves. Bickett told Hong Kong Free Press that he believed his conviction should not, could not, should not stand because the crime of assaulting a police officer is premised on the fact that the offender knew of their police identity in the video. You can be heard denying he was a police officer before saying yes. Wow. The officer later admitted in court that before Big intervening, a minor had jumped turnstiles at the station. Bickett, Bickett said you then falsely accused the minor of a sexual assault in an attempt to get people's attention whilst you grabbed the minor and beat him with a baton. This prompted you to intervene and grab you grab you baton. In the video, Bickett can see stomp stepping on you as he tried to take the baton. That might that the minor did not commit a arrestable offense and use false accusation undermine the legality of his rights to exercise his police powers to use force or to detain a person, Bigot said. Bigot was found guilty of assault in June 2021 and sentenced to four and a half months in prison. He served six weeks before being released pending appeal. After losing the appeal, he returned to prison for six further weeks. He was immediately deported from the city following, following release and said he was barred from returning to Hong Kong. He's expected to reunite with his partner and their pet dog shortly, he told Hong Kong Free Press. He was placed, he was placed on a flight by immigration officials who handed his passport to airline staffers and instructed that they retain it until it, he reached the United States. Pickett said an act he believed they have no authority to carry out. In Hong Kong, between court appearances and visits to report to report the police, Bickett remained highly vocal on social media and launched a personal newsletter. He said he believed he was able to do so in large part because he was a foreigner. My bravery was, I guess, but but buttress, but Beatrice, by the fact that I have certain privileges that a lot of Hong Kongers would not have. That he was not arrested for displaying a sign calling for the release of political figures. Detaining on national security charges reveal how utterly politically and lawless, lawless these national security arrests were, he said. On his time behind bars, Bickett said the food was decent and the police guard were generally mild. He said he observed no general discrimination against political prisoners. 
There seemed to be a pretty good consensus that these people should not be in prison, he said. Beckett also experienced a lockdown within prison, which he said put in place after some detainees tested positive for COVID-19. Those were the, the same work group would be left under lockdown for 10 days, apart from being allowed out every two days to shower. This caused great suffering, Bigot said. Visit was spent at the time, and prisoners were not allowed to see their lawyers during lockdown, including Bigot himself. This prevented him from making pro progress with his lawyers about bringing the cases to the court final appeal, but discussion will resume now that he's out of the city. To avoid being locked down, Bigot claims detainees would hide their positive test result if, they test, if you tested positive. Then you would go find yesterday's test and you replace it, he said, describing the situation as disastrous. Settling down back in the United States, Bigot said he would continue to write about his experience and publish newsletters for subscribers on Hong Kong legal issues. I really like to I really like to land somewhere where I can focus full time and continue to do some of this work for Hong Kong and China's human rights," he said. He said uh, he planned on creating a re a re a record of his time in Hong Kong by writing a book, speaking to the press and to the United States government. He hoped that exiles from the cities, like himself, could stay could one day return and see accomplishing goals we have been hoping for many years. He mean he said meanwhile, this is my life, so that that's what I'm going to do, he said. And another one, of course, an appeal. Speaking of appeal, Hong Kong court denies appeals over the twenty nineteen unlawful assembly conviction. Hong Kong High Court has ruled against a man who challenged a magistrate decision to put him behind bars for a year in connection with an unlawful assembly in November 2019. An appeal filed by a 24-year-old Tom Yu Hing was denied by Judge Alex Lee of the Court of First Instance on Monday. The judge ruled that Magistrate Kenneth Chen cannot, have not been wrong in principle when he, he convicted Tom in September's last year. The applant was among three people who were said to have participated have participated in an unlawful assembly at an intersection in San Juan, San Juan Road, and Sokwan Po in Song Sui on November 12, 2019. On that day, Hong Kong saw sea unrest and transportation chaos as pro-democracy protesters staged a general strike by blocking roads in various districts. Tom originally asked the higher court to reverse both of his conviction and his 12-month sentence, but he gave up, gave up on challenging the latter earlier this month. Representing Tom, Barrister Stephen Kwan and Vivian Wong argued that the magistrate, that the magistrate Chen had honestly relied on the action of fleeing as proof that the assembly was awful. They also contended that the magistrate had wrongly used the basic form of joint enterprise whereby... <laughs> A secondary offender may be, may be found guilty of the same charges as a primary defendant on the basis of finding time guilty. In a written judgment handed down on Monday, Lee disregard, disagreed with Tom's lawyers who complained that Magistrate, Magistrate Chen had not comprehensively and accurately considered the situation described by, pro, by prosecution witness. Lee agreed with Chen and in, in, in France. 
inference from irresistible circumstantial evidence presented by the prosecution that Black Hat protester and Sun Sui assembly were gathering illegally. I was about to yawn. Based on the facts, based on the evidence before the magistrate, the in this interference cannot be faulted. <laughs> the judge sided with the lower court, which you know at time and time not disputed by the defendants, by the defense during court during the trial, had a match with it or what general violent protesters should wear. Lee also agreed that while a police witness in a in the anti-riot gear did not show the word police and on his uniform. He had pepper ball guns in his hand, and therefore a reasonable person would know he was a police officer by one glance. <laughs> Lee went on to say that the magistrate took into account Tom's actions of running away when he saw police and the fact he ignored the officers who told him to freeze. The appellant, the appellant was also said to have kept on running despite being hit by pepper ball, po uh, pepper ball pellets multiple times. While as a police officer lay apprehended him by a back by the backpack, even if Chen did not cite circumstantial evidence related to Tom fleeing, there was also sufficient proof to make the only reasonable interference that Tom was one of the unlawful assembly participants. Lisa, I did not see any. I need sufficient reason to inter to interfere with the magistrate's decision. Lee wrote. <laughs> On the argument of misusing the common law doctrine to pronounce Tom's guilty, Lee said Chan did not need to rely on the any joint enterprise principle. Prove that the appellant was not merely pres present at the scene. There are sufficient facts to back conviction the conviction of Tom. Whether the magistrate had made a mistake when citing the joint enterprise principle was not important at all. It does not affect the conviction, the judge said read. Like if the Hong Kong government or the court can do anything, they have now. I feel like we're challenging the court rules of how unlawful it is. So far, they've been imprisoning people for God knows how long. It's like they're basically. I don't know what kind of revenge tactics that they'll be using, which is what the typical Hong Kong government's been using. It's basically punishing any pro democracy support, even for one slight opposition against them at all costs. I don't know why the Hong Kong governments are that scared. Of course, I guess they should be scared because if they're not scared, they won't arrest people like that. So yeah, of course, the Hong Kong government, if they say they're not scared, then why are they arresting people for no dang reason? You expect them to say, okay, I bet you they're going to lose the lose their election nonetheless. I'm not going to do anything about it. But now the Hong Kong government still, they still done something nonetheless. So legal pact between Hong Kong and Russia expected to be brought to the legislature this year. It's pretty dumb. Two bilateral agreement between Hong Kong and Russia that allowed the jurisdiction to cooperate in criminal investigations and transfer convicts, convicts are expected to be tabled to lawmakers to lawmakers this year, bringing them cl step closer to enforcement. Russia has one of the worst crime history ever, man. Why would you even... Man, I dropped something. Uh, pick up later. Anyway. 
Why? Just, 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 just why? I don't get it. Hong Kong security chief Chris Tung and Rish, and Russian Minister of Justice Konstantin 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 Chudichenko signed a mutual legal assistance agreement and tra- and a transfer of sentenced persons agreement via video conference last September. Neither neither has been enacted. None of them. None of them has been enacted yet. Ming Pao also reported on Monday that the agreement would brought to the Legislative Council this year. They better not pass it. Hong Kong Free Press has actually reached out to the Security Bureau for comment. Like, they're going to say anything otherwise. The mutual legal assistance agreement would be enable Hong Kong and Russia to work together in areas such as identifying people, collecting evidence, and executing requests for searches. Part without war, maybe. The city currently has such an active agreement with 21 countries, used to be more, but now it's only 21, including Japan, Indonesia, and Ukraine. Yes, Ukraine, the country that's been too, that's been mauled by the by the Putin arm by the Putin regime. <laughs> the transfer of sentence person agreement, which would allow a convict to serve time in a place of their origin, would be th- would be the sixteenth. Would be say sixteenth joint pact with cities such as Philippines, India, and the UK. The September signing between Hong Kong and Russia came after the city halted its mutual legal assistance agreement with numbers of Western countries in 2020 in response of the unilaterally unla- suspended extradition treaties following Beijing's passing the national security law. Between July and November 2020, nine countries, including the, United, including the UK, the US, Canada, Australia, Germany, and the Netherlands, shelved their extradition agreement with the city. France, whom Hong Kong has signed an extradition treaty, have not yet come into force, also halted the proceeding. A government news release in response to suspensions from Canada, Australia, and the UK said the move was smacked, smacked it a political manipulation and double standards, adding that the three countries have their own legislation and safeguarding their national security and sovereignty. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Our national security isn't used to arrest anyone who opposed the United States government. It means the United States government don't have the rights to arrest everybody without a special warrant. They have their own laws to actually set that. So for them to say that is wrong because because the government because the Hong Kong government used this law to actually persecute people. So they're not really using it for anything else besides that. Like if that, like if they're gonna think, oh, Hong Kong is a savior to everybody. I don't even know what they want. They're probably scared, maybe. Anyway. Not only that, Russia don't even have a recognition agreement with Hong Kong yet. Probably in the future. So, so for some of you guys who are reading this and they don't know what the national security law is, the national security law, I'm going to reiterate again, the national security law was inserted by Beijing into the Hong Kong Mini Constitution in June 2020, bypassing any local legislature. It was following a year of pro-democracy protests and unrest, which saw mass marches and clashes with the cops. Extradition was at the heart, was the heart of the movement, which sparked by a controversial law that would allow fugitives to be transferred to mainland China, where the legal system is criticized as adequate was adequate and to stand trial 
Why? Because they have a 99.9 conviction rate, which is one of the highest ones. No one has a has a free has a free trial whatsoever. People like us don't want to be subject to this kind of crappy system. Because every time because they can use any trumped up charges on you. Because if this thing was passed, people like me could be in probably in jail right now in Hong Kong in uh, in China itself. They can they can simply bring everyone back and on some trumped up charges that no one would ever know what's going on with. Scores of pro-democracy activists have been arrested, and civil society has folded under the law. But, of course, the government, why not? They said that it used to restore stability and peace to the city. Like, if that's that surprising, they always use that as an excuse. No, literally, they use that as an excuse. Because people criticize it for no for a lot of reasons. It's like, why can't they... Why can't they understand that? Moving along, we're going to head to COVID-19. Hopefully, I think there's going to be a couple of news. I don't know yet. Hong Kong has, has COVID cases flight suspension rule to seven days. Hong Kong announced Sunday it would have its, per- have its, have its period for, for which it suspends international flights. That brings in passengers infected with COVID-19 as the aviation industry increasingly voices alarm over the continued difficulty of operating in the city. Once a global logistic and trans- transportation hub, Hong Kong has imposed some of the world's harshest travel restrictions under the zero COVID policy. How does it work? It's such a disastrous. One of the, these measures is the city's route-specific suspension mechanism, which previously banned an airline from flying a particular route for 14 days if three or more infections were found among the flight passengers. In early hours of Sunday, the government announced the suspension period would be shortened from 14 days to a week beginning, beginning April 1st. Airlines have been lobbying for its complete removal, but Hong Kong... But Hong Kong Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam said there was no room for major relaxation as preventing import infections remained a fundamental pillar of Hong Kong anti-epidemic policy. Last Monday, Hong Kong took its first step in easing travel restrictions as the city moves past its peak of the deadly virus wave, saying it would lift a flight ban from nine countries from April. But its pace of reopening still lags behind regional counterparts, especially rival financial hub Singapore, which said last Thursday that it would lift restrictions on all vaccinated travelers this week. Last week, Bloomberg reported that 11 airlines and logistics giants had sent a letter calling for the removal of COVID-19 testing requirements for flight crews before takeoff and on arrival. We see a return of normal flight operation in Hong Kong. In which the city was once again served as an aviation hub, they were quoted as saying. But at Sunday's press conference, Lam said the government will never be able to return to meet the aspiration, aspiration and needs of aviation industry. We are in public health emergency, so every business has to make sacrifices. So I hope and so I hope and I make an appeal that airlines will be underst- will also understand. Lamian refused to draw a detailed roadmap. What kind of person doesn't 
grew roadmap or plans about for the city to fully to fully emerge from health crisis, saying policies have to be adjusted from time to time as the situation develops. A special committee to review her administration handling the pandemic will be carefully handled by the next government, as I believe, Lamb said. A 1,500-person elite committee is set to elect the city's next leader on May 8th, and Lamb has not announced her plans to run for a new term or to retire. That's to retire already. I don't even want her to be in the city. I don't even want her to control the the rule of the city anymore. She sucks. She's garbage. She can't even do anything. She can't even do the coronavirus. She can't even put everyone together. It's so polarized. She can't even put two parties together. Hong Kong (coughs) Carrie Lam happy to advise if next administration, this is going to be the last news for today, chooses to investigate COVID-19 crisis. Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam has said that a comprehensive review into this public health crisis caused by the fifth wave COVID-19 outbreak was warranted. <clears throat> However, she said her government should not distract itself at the moment. She believed the next administration will, would handle the probe or investigation diligently. Hopefully they investigate that she sucked. During the Sunday COVID-19 press briefing, Lam was asked who would be held responsible for the loss of lives and whether she would admit there was a mistake in her COVID approach, and if she would apologize to affected families. The city COVID-19 death toll surpassed 7,000 over the weekend. In response, Lan said Hong Kong has, de- has, de- has successfully contained the Omicron strain when the first locally transmitted case emerged out. Un- but unfortunately, cross-infection occurred at the quarantine hotel, and the virus entered the community. There were not man-made mistakes, said Lam. In a public health crisis, sometimes it is impossible to complete, completely avoid these sort of factors. I'm not lying, it is hard. When a Hong, when an HKG EJ reporter asked whether the, whether the government would invite independent expert or judge to review its COVID-19 policies, Lam said although she believed a, a thorough review was warranted, it should not be done immediately. It should be done immediately. I don't care what it does. It should be done immediately nonetheless. Now, we are still not completely confident that we could walk out, walk out of the outbreak in the short term, Lam said. As a current chief executive, I don't think at the moment we should be should distract ourselves and deal with a large-scale investigation. She added that she believed the next administration would handle any probe diligently, and she would be happy to provide opinions if required as she was mainly responsible for the current battle against the pandemic. In addition, the chief executive said everyone in the state, including herself and her team, was very sad about the number of deaths and expressed deep condolences to the family members who have passed. On Sunday, Hong Kong reported about 8,037 new COVID-19 cases and 151 deaths, bringing the total infection to 1,128,507 and death to about 7,252, which is a lot. Hopefully, Carrie Lam can understand that we need a they, they need to investigate further about what's going on. Otherwise, Carrie Lam is just riding on people's back and done, and she can do anything no wrong. I don't want the pro Beijing always has to defend her side. Well, you know there's something wrong. I like they say, oh, there's some, there is something a little wrong, but 
Other than that, she's doing a perfect job. Without actually knowing that there are some things that are bad enough. So thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure to tune in every single Friday and every single Monday and Friday for our podcast. And there's a plan. I'm not going to tell you the plan yet. Don't ask me. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. But there will be, but there will be more things coming up pretty soon. And I apologize for not doing a podcast. And last time it was a podcast on Wednesday and not on Friday. To be honest, I would have recorded this on Friday because I did have plenty of time. And also I wasn't doing anything much. So I said to just I should have just done a podcast. But because it was so late and I got stuff I got to do afterward. So, probably won't be a big idea anyway. But thank you for tuning in, guys. And this is Team Cow, my radio, signing out. At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.